Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Hockey News Podcast. Welcome to a Valentine's Day edition of the Hockey News Podcast. Ryan, there's no one I'd be rather spending this day with than you. Uh, let's talk about some hockey. Obviously, it's the Hockey News Podcast presented by Bet, uh, MGM and McKenney Hockey. Mm-hmm. Ryan, I'm not sure about you. It was obviously the Super Bowl over the weekend. Yes. Lots of fun. Great. Yes. Um, but I don't know about you, but I, I could barely focus because I was on pins and needles for Chicken Watch. Chicken Watch was it great. It was Chicken Watch and... Day-to-day with trade. Let me tell you, man, it was, first of all, love that, that if for anyone who didn't know, Jacob Chikrin was scratched from, uh, the, by the Coyotes on sat- for Saturday's game uh, due to, as they reported, trade-related reasons, which means like they're just protecting their asset. Yep. He's, uh, uh, you know, they're going to trade him and they're scratching so he doesn't get injured. Now, then, ev- then everything happened, right? Like, you know, like I got in on, on, the, on, on the kerfuffle a little bit, and then Jeff Merrick immediately debunked that, but then, you know, saying the Leafs are in it, and then back and forth. Then, you know, you're hearing the LA Kings are in on it, and then back and forth and everything again, and yet we're, we, we are still here. This is Tuesday at 11.32 in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, Eastern time, and Jacob Chikrin is still a member of the Arizona Coyotes. Yes. Um, what do we make of this? What, like, where is he going? What do we think? This is, this is quite the interesting uh, predicament here. It is. And, you know, he was, he was scratched for trade-related reasons uh, versus Nashville the yeah. other night as well. So they, they kept it going there. And, yeah, I mean, smart move by the Arizona yes. Coyotes. And, you know, you have this incredible asset, right? And I think what we've seen so far with GM Bill Armstrong is he has a master plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's accruing assets. He's building this team from, like, the ground up. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's not going to rush into things. I mean, let's keep in mind, the trade deadline is not until <laughs> March 3rd. It's about three weeks away or so. Yeah, yeah, so there is time. In terms of destination, I mean, it's very interesting. Yeah, Edmonton makes sense. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles does make sense. Um, you know, I, it, it's funny, too. Part of me is like... I know Boston is looking for another top four defenseman. You know, do they have the assets slash cap space to make it work? Um, I mean, lots of teams obviously are are pretty nimble Mm. when it comes to the cap. So I'm at the point now where I say anything is possible pretty much in terms of, you know, moving money out uh, in order to bring money in. You know, you could even get a third team involved really uh, when it comes to salary. So I'm going to say Boston is my dark horse. And it's a matter of Armstrong trying to get the best deal he can for what is one of the best assets on the market right now. Well, yeah, so I was thinking about this, and I mentioned this on Staff and Graph uh, yesterday uh, with Rachel Dory, in that Jacob Chikrin, like, he is, there's a re- like, he's, first of all, he's a phenomenal defenseman. So just, like, from, from just, like, a, a totally rudimentary standpoint, mm. he sh- his trade value should be astronomical. Right. But then you look at, like, you, if you look at the categories of what a trade asset, like, you know, what, what heightens a player's trade value, right? 
So, like, position need. He is a right-shot defenseman. That is the most scarce position in the NHL, other than goalie, maybe. Right. But, but like, a a puck-moving right-shot defenseman, just a right-shot defenseman in general, but a puck-moving right-shot defenseman, Mm. it's one of the most scarce assets in the league. He's also big. He's 6'2", like, 215, 220. So, you know, you got size there. He's young. He's only 24. He's Mm -hmm. just now entering his prime. This might be his first prime year. You keep in mind, the year before, he was, like, almost a point-per-game defenseman on the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. It's a big deal. So there he's got he's got the age. Team control, he's under contract for another two years. So that's huge. And then salary-wise, like cap implications, $4.6 million. He checks every single box yeah. you can possibly have. So there's there's a reason why his, his trade value is, is skyrocketed. Yeah. Now, you know, from what I heard, what I reported, I feel I don't usually put my name onto information because put your name on it. Exactly, because I'm terrified. Right. Usually. Um, but uh, but I felt confident enough to, is that the Leafs were looking at him. They were in active pursuit. They're one of the teams that, that upped their interest uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of gone gone dark on that front right now. Um, and then Elliot Friedman reported yesterday that they're looking for a forward instead of a defenseman. Mm-hmm. Like they're valuing that. Um, but Boston, I, like they they do have their first round picks uh, yep. uh, for the next three years, really. So they could. But like I don't know if they have. The ass, and I, I, I would like the fit in Boston, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would make them far and away the cup fit. Like, they are already, but. Yeah, and you figure, like, you know, a lot of people have alluded to, like, the last dance for Boston this year, yeah. you know, talking about the Netflix series about the Chicago Bulls, where, you know, we, we don't know how much longer Patrice Bergeron is going to play in the NHL, and he is one of the best two way players of all time. Uh, so, why not push all your chips into the middle where you already have you know, the best record in the NHL, and you have this amazing dressing room culture, you have goaltending, yeah. you have defense, you have depth up front. Why not just say, let's get yeah. at least one, let's get one more ring in the Bergeron era, and whatever happens after that, we're cool with. I don't think they have the assets for it, though. Well, I mean, first rounders? Yes, yeah. they're good on that, but like, do they have any prospects that are... Well, let's ju- it's funny because uh, we're going to talk about this later on, but let's just jump to the Bruins right now. Yes, we're that's on what the I was going to say, yeah. If I'm, if I'm Bill Armstrong, I, you know, obviously I'm asking for as many first-rounders as I can get. Yeah. Uh, but if you want tangible roster players as well, uh, or sorry, I should say prospects. Yes. Um, you know, Brandon Bussey, the goaltender, uh, playing in Providence right now in the AHL. He was a, a free agent signing by the Bruins mm-hmm. out of Western Michigan. Uh, had a, having a fantastic rookie pro year, great size, yeah. um, you know, has shown a ton of promise. So uh, I would ask for him mm-hmm. straight off the hop. Uh, from there, you know, uh, I think you ask for Fabian Lysel and, yeah. and see what they say. Um, I, I think Fabian Lysel still needs a lot of work. Yes, we and, saw that at the, the yeah, World We saw Juniors. in the World yeah. Juniors, and, and maybe he's better situated in Boston where he can be around a veteran group mm-hmm. in, the, in, in the future. Uh, but there's no de- denying the, the talent he has as a, as a raw prospect. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you're looking at, if you, if you need any cap ballast, then a roster player, I don't know who would it be on Boston. You, you know, they you have their cap friendly liner. in front of me. Yeah, exactly. Like A.J. Greer, maybe? He's 26, you know? Sure, right? Just some salary to go the other way. Somebody that can... Jacob Lauko? Oh, I love. I'm I'm a big Lauko fan. Okay, well never mind. Know? Thomas Nosek, maybe then. You know who knows. Well, no, I'm saying if I'm Arizona, oh, then I would you totally, want. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like Lauko. I thought lot. you were saying no, don't trade him. I'm a Lauko fan. Right, like, no, right. Yeah. No, I'm going the other way on that. Yeah. So I, I think the Bruins could put together a, a pretty decent package. 
under the assumption that the first rounders are going to be uh, you know, the big currency, even though they might end up being 32nd overall. Yeah, so that's the thing, is that like if you're the, obviously any team that's gonna be, tr- that's gonna be trading for Jacob Chikrin, I think this year, and maybe not, we'll, we'll, t- we'll cover on potentially you know, a, a bottom <laughs> team or a potential lottery team that might be. Right. Um, is gonna is is hoping to win the cup, so their their pick is likely gonna be high. But yeah. like with Boston, it's almost guaranteed really that that's gonna be potentially the thirty second overall pick. So how how impactful? And then, and then I think maybe the next year, right? You're hoping for that to be a, like the you're hoping for the the twenty twenty four pick to be unprotected because yeah. then hopefully like oh maybe if they have to take that step back maybe if Bergeron retires yeah. and you know Krejci goes back and they have to do all this stuff. Mm. Um, maybe but, it's in the twenties. Maybe it's in the 20s, or yeah. maybe, you know, it's, it's, you know, like, it's close to a lottery. Who knows? Um, but, like, it's, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm just shocked that it hasn't materialized yet, just with how much noise there's been, how much mm-hmm. I've personally heard, and then how much is being reported, and there's millions of teams in on this, and mm-hmm. it just, like, it just seems like every top team is in on him. I don't understand how it hasn't happened yet, and you're keeping him out, obviously, to keep him, to, to, you're keeping him out to keep to protect your asset, yeah. but also like you can't force a guy not to play, like in, right. unless and like and you know and, and you can you can healthy scratch him all you want, yeah. but like if but you 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 put out that um, it was for trade related reasons. Yeah. So you can't say this performance based. You have oh, yeah. to yeah. So like if you keep if, if this if he <laughs> like are we are we gonna sit here and Jacob Chickren's not gonna play another game for another three weeks? I don't think it's going to be that dire, and I think Jacob Chicker knows the score here. Obviously, I would hope so. Uh, so I, I don't think he's you know losing any sleep over this. Uh, he knows it's a business, and I mean he's been injured this season, yeah, so but I he knows play. how important it is to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine it's going to take too much longer, but at the same time, it's it's got to be the right deal. Yes, right. You know, I mean Bill Armstrong's not going to be swayed by uh, you know what the media. Yeah, wants him to do. No, yeah. obviously, Bill Armstrong doesn't have to listen to me. And but it's one of my favorite Pulp Fiction quotes: "When you scamps get together, you're worse than the Southern Circle." Yeah, there you go. Well, I, I, all I'm saying is, I'm a 24 year old player. I miss time due to injury, so I'm I'm chomping at the bit to just play hockey. Right. Um, I'd want this to be to be wrapped up expeditiously, um, uh, you know, just so I could again step on the ice. Because right, right now I'm being held out from my job because my employer is trying to move me away. Yeah. And yes, I want to move away, yeah. but, but still, it's like, it's, it's not great. Um, another guy who is getting kept out, another big trade chip, who we now, who, and I love the transparency, the transparency yeah, here. it's very refreshing. It is so funny that, like, this happened maybe, like, half a week after the New York Islanders signed Bo Horvat to an eight-year extension to be, like, a centerpiece of their team, and they didn't even tell us how much he was going to make. Right. And now Arizona's like, oh, by the way, we're trading our, our like, our best player, you know, for, be, like here, here it is. Yeah, you know? and, and Columbus doing it too with Vladislav Gavrikov. I this Gavrikov is one of the most confounding players to me, just based on his perception. I like to call him Vladislav first and a prospect Gavrikov because Fair. everyone says that's his price. Right. Why? Because he's a defenseman and it's the trade deadline. Doesn't but, have to make sense. What did Ben Chirac get last year? Oh. I know, and Ben Chirac could have potentially netted the the Montreal Canadiens' uh, Connor Bedard. Who knows? That can happen. But like Gavrikov, I look at all of his numbers, 
<laughs> I don't see it. I don't. He's he's not even an RFA. So he's a, he's a pure rental. He's a UFA. Yeah. He's not right-handed. Right. He doesn't put up points. He's got ten points in fifty-two games. Mm. He doesn't really push possession that well. Mm. And at, at the end of the day, he's 27. He's not like a young yeah. guy. Like, and yet we're here thinking like, oh, teams are going to have to give up a massive package for him. Yeah. Well, where is the appeal here? Well, he's a stopper, right? And I mean, think about how ravaged that Columbus blue line has been That's this true. year with yeah. the lack of Zach Wierenski. Um, I know that you know in past seasons, and even this season, I mean, the Blue Jackets have been very pleased with what they got in Gavrikov. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very similar to the rumors we're hearing out of Montreal with Joel Edmondson, where... <laughs> Enough, it's crazy. Enough yeah, it's like, well, Joel Edmondson's not going to get you points, but Joel Edmondson plays playoff-style hockey, yeah. right? It's going to be a bit rougher. It's going to be a little more hemmed in. Gavrikov's the same, where it's like, yeah, he's not going to rush up the ice like Eric Carlson, but he could stop Eric Carlson from rushing too far into the zone based on the skill set he has. So that's the thing where, you know, teams are starting... It, we always say it's a copycat league, and, and teams recently have said, okay, well, Tampa Bay, yes, they were skilled, but they were also big on the back end. Uh, you know, the St. Louis Blues, that was a big, tough team to play against. So they're looking at the success, success that those teams had. You know, Colorado, obviously a bit different. Mm-hmm. They just killed you with speed. Yeah. Uh, but again, I mean, they were big up front. You look at guys yeah. like McKinnon, Nichushkin, Ranton, and Nachushkin, yeah. you know, Landeskog, all big dudes. Kadri was not fun to play against, no. right? Uh, you know, they did bring in Josh Manson mm-hmm. uh, on the back end. And obviously, when you have Kale McCarr, you have a huge advantage uh, in terms of puck moving. But that's the mindset that a lot of GMs are going to have at the deadline is, how can we make sure we're covered for the playoffs? It's not about necessarily getting, like, the splashiest name, but how can we get somebody that really fits a need? Mm-hmm. And I would also say that's why a lot of you know, I think fan bases are clamoring for Luke Shen. Yes. Stanley Cup winner Luke Shen. Stay-at-home Luke Shen. Experienced Luke Shen. But Luke Shen is not commanding a first in a prospect. Luke Shen will likely get to a... To our knowledge. Oh, that's true. But like, Luke Shen will likely get... It was being reported like a second-round pick. Yeah. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. If I was a team, I'd be going Luke Shen over Vladislav Gavrikov just based on the acquisition price alone. They have the exact same term on their contracts. Yep. Like, if you think you want to re-sign Gavrikov, cool. Like, he's 27, so he's still got... He's still in the middle of his prime. But, like, yep. man, it's just... It's nuts. Again, like like you mentioned, Ben Trout, like the prices for these defensemen, these play, playoff style defensemen, yeah. just sky. Like this, did did no one learn anything from Ben Trout last year? No. Did no one learn? Like Ben Trout can legitimately get the Montreal Canadiens, uh, uh, Connor Bedard. The Florida Panthers could have traded twenty games and a second round sweep with Ben Trout for a chance at picking Connor Bedard this year. Mm. That is bonkers to me. And when you look at this with like Jacob Chikrin is like a slam dunk. Like you, he's a star. He's right. a legitimate star. He's one of the best young defensemen in the game. He's only going to get better, and he's already pretty darn good right now. Yeah. So there's no real risk there, other than injury. Yes. Um, but like, how much how much better is Gavrikov going to get? You know, mm. he's 27. He's not like he's he's approaching his decline. Like it's like you know, and keep in mind, I turned 27 in a couple days. Like I am appro- I'm already in my decline. I'm approaching right. my decline. I wouldn't trade a first in a prospect for me. But you I don't only, get it. You only need him to be that's true. Very good for another four months. That's good. If, if that's worth uh, mortgaging a potential part of your future, I mean, all right, if you, if cool, you get, man. If you get that ring, it's that's, worth that's true. everything. That covers everything up. And I, right. you know, I, I've said this about you know, the Chicago Blackhawks, where 
you know, yeah, they're in a rough spot right now. It's been pretty mm. desolate there for a couple of years. But, but they have those they got cups. Rings. They have those three cups. Pretty and much, I, I would say 99% of their fan base can remember a yeah. Stanley Cup parade. Look, even like, the, like for example, in Toronto, like the Toronto Raptors are really bad right now. The Toronto Raptors suck right now. Yeah. I don't care. They won the championship in 2019. I stood yeah. on top of a bus in, in, in Dundas Square. It was, it was the last time I really felt joy. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm good with it. Um, yeah. All right. Moving on to another, a nice little exercise Ryan has for us here is that if you're a seller, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of sellers, so I think we're going to list them as Carolina, or no, uh, um, a as a buyer, sorry, yeah. if you're a, buy, um, a buyer, uh, we're going to list them as uh, Carolina, Boston, Los Angeles, so the Kings, um, the Oilers, the Leafs, and the Stars, yeah. um, which, like, you know, obviously, you're, if you want to get one of the big fish, you're likely going to have to give up yeah. a major prospect. Which one, if you're, and we're going to go through these teams, should you be willing to part with. Yeah, like if uh, I'm a seller, prospects. if I'm a seller GM, if I'm San Jose, if I'm Mike Greer, yeah. if I'm Bill Armstrong in Arizona, uh, who am I asking for? Yes, and who would you be teams? willing to give up? Yeah. Yes. So, and so we already covered Boston. Yes. Brandon Bussey was going to be uh, my answer there. Uh, Carolina, if I'm dealing with Carolina, at this, and I will say this first one is one of the exceptions, but for the most part, I was going for guys that are already under contract. Yes. Because you will have draft picks you haven't signed yet. Uh, particularly NCAA draft picks, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, they'll probably sign with you, but there's no guarantee. Uh, I'm going to break that with the very first one with Carolina, Cruz Lucius. Yeah. Playing at the University of Wisconsin, one of the biggest offensive drivers on that Badgers team, which has been a weird roller coaster. Like They, they haven't been good, but then they just beat the number one Golden Gophers on the weekend. Uh, so sort of an interesting team there. I would su- suspect, you know, Cruz Lucius is going to play at least one more year of mm-hmm. college hockey. But again, if you're a seller, you don't care about that. You just want good assets. Uh, yeah, wicked offensive player. Um, so if I, and you know, Carolina, they've kind of graduated a lot of their young guys already. Some of them have sort of fallen by the wayside, but Cruz Lucius would be the guy that I would want included in a deal if I was, trading with the Hurricanes. Now, what do you think about Ryan Suzuki? An interesting one. Uh, I think he's a guy that... First round pick. Yeah, first round pick. I'd like to see him take another step Mm -hmm. forward at the pro level. Uh, But, you know, he is a center, or he's a natural center. Yes. Uh, So he would be intriguing. That's true. I would go Cruz Lucius first because he's younger. and I think he has a little more offensive potential, but Suzuki would be interesting. Well, he's the only, Ryan Suzuki's the only like first round pick that's signed to an ELC that hasn't graduated to the NHL yet, like for for uh, Carolina, like that's right. currently on their non roster. So in yeah. terms of like technically Dominic was Bach a first rounder, I can't remember, but I'm he was sure. traded. He was so traded, yeah. He, he did buy them through trade. Yeah. Um, uh, also, like Ryan Suzuki's twenty one, Dominic Bach is twenty three. You know, there's there's a little difference there. For sure. Um, all right, let's go to the Dallas Stars. Yeah. So You're I would love to make a trade with the Dallas Stars because they have been draft beasts lately. Yes. And I almost want to like not take advantage because they're one of the best teams in the league, but they have so many good young players, and we have, you know Wyatt Johnson already up with the yes. team. Logan Stankoven, we've seen him mm-hmm. work magic at the past two World Juniors dating back to the summer in Edmonton. Yep. Uh, and he's going to have a chance to play for a Memorial Cup with Kamloops because they're hosting this year. So I would target Maverick Bork. Yes. Who also uh, had a great junior career in the queue. Now having a, you know, a very nice rookie pro season mm-hmm. in the AHL with the Texas Stars. 
Uh, great playmaker, putting up some pretty decent numbers. I think he has 26 points in 40-something games right now. Uh, you know, for a first-year player, that's That's, that's, that's fantastic, yeah. Uh, and again, yeah, I think he was the playoff MVP in the queue last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, going under the assumption that they're not going to give you Wyatt Johnston, they're not going to give you Logan Stankoven. I was going to say, what would it take to pry Logan Stankoven out of there? It would take a lot. And I think Dallas, their lineup is so solid already that... For Jim Neal, like, I'm not even sure if Jim Neal has anything to do at the trade deadline. I mean, he, he can tweak, but that Dallas lineup is pretty awesome already. Yeah. Um, I but can. I had to include them because they are a contender. And, yeah. You know, they are going to want to make They moves. The reports have been with Dallas that they want to get another forward in there to play mm. with, uh, like, on the line with Sagan. Right. Uh, because they have that, you know, that fantastic, you know, like, that top line. And Jamie yeah. Benn's had a resurgence this year. Totally. Like, he's been great, but they yeah. want to get another forward, so... If you want to go and swing for Timo Meyer, like that first price is going to be what about like, or, or even Thomas Hartley? Even, I was right? going to say Thomas Hartley would be the other option yeah. where you have a, a very promising two-way defenseman with some NHL experience and is still very young. Yeah, yeah. If you're going for Timo Meyer, uh, maybe it is. Maybe it takes Bork and Hartley. Yeah, you know, and a, well, yeah. I mean, Meyer's got the qualifying offer and blah blah blah. Um, yeah, but but yeah, I'm I, that's what I would ask for. I don't know if I'll get it, but I'll ask for it. Oh, yeah, exactly. All right, moving on to the, no, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. All right, so, you know, Matthew Nice, obviously their best prospect. They don't want to trade him. They're not going to trade him, so I'm not even going to go there. Um, If I'm a seller and I'm dealing with the Leafs, I want Topi Niemela. Yeah. The defenseman, uh, again, tremendous world junior history for Mm -hmm. him. I know his numbers in the Liga back in Finland this year aren't as good as they were last no, year. No, last year was like almost a point per game. Yeah, he, he was, was incredible. bananas. Yeah. yeah, so it's a bit different this year. Uh, but again, he's still young. And I think his game will translate very well yeah. in North America. So, you know, once his season gets done over there, I'm sure we'll see if he's still property of the Leafs. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll see him with the Marlies. You know, getting those reps, seeing what he can do over here, getting used to, you know, the smaller ice and whatnot. But, you know, this is a kid with tremendous tools. Yes. Uh, very much plays a modern style, you know, puck moving game. So he would be my number one target if I was dealing with the Leafs. I mean, I think a lot of people brought up Roni Hervinen just because he has also played very well, but yeah. he's not quite on the, like, he's definitely not. People also mistake Hervinen and, and Niemel a lot just because they're both Finns. Right. They're both picked in the same draft. They're both yeah. like around that. But, I think Roni Hervinen is a prospect that Leafs fans can can like allow themselves can allow themselves to see go. I think right because like, he is a forward because he's well. he's a forward. Yeah. He's a winger too specifically. Yeah. He's twenty one. So yes, he's young, but he's not like you know fresh yeah. uh, coming in there. But they're not they are not going to trade uh, 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 Matthew Nyes. They love him. You know, Ryan is, has said a million times that every guy he talks to, they say he's an NHL forward right now. He yeah. is a great, like, he would be a phenomenal de- uh, deadline ad for this team in general. I almost kind of wonder, like, he, you know, he could be that playoff style. And it's, it's you can't put the expectations exactly. on a kid so young, but it's like, I see him as, like, if you just needed him to crash and bang and give you, mm-hmm. like, tertiary offense in the playoffs, like, I wonder if... Like, maybe he could. Look, we've seen college guys step in right before the playoffs, into the playoffs, and thrive. Like, I remember the Chris Kreider year where he came in, and mm. he was just wrecking shop. Right. Charlie McAvoy stepped in right away. He wrecked shop. Like, it was yeah. great. Um, um, uh, uh, Matthew Nyes, that's his name. Um, he seems exactly like kind of like that player. Mm. Um, now, I know they just signed him. They really like him. Um, 
Fraser Minton, though. Yeah, I mean, Fraser Minton to me is probably a middle six center. Yeah. Um, so it's, he's not like a sexy acquisition. Mm -hmm. I think he'll, he, he could be a solid player. I don't know what his ceiling is at this point. And again, he's playing for that Kamloops team that's just like a juggernaut. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the chance to get big numbers uh, is certainly there. Um, I, I would have him on a different tier okay. just because of his ceiling right now, at least at least on projection. Now he's, tw he's only 22. So technically, and this is a different player, not Fraser. Clearly. <laughs> um, and so he's not technically a prospect because he's played so much, but you know, you, you hear some things and you know, you, you read the tea leaves. Do you think the Leafs would potentially make Rasmus Sandin available in a, in a, in a package like this? You would have to get something huge because I, I don't know. I'm, I've always been a big Rasmus Sandin fan. I have as well. And I don't know. So like who like who replace? I mean, who replaces him in the lineup? They have a lot of left shot defensemen. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like it's and you're and listen again. Uh, you know, I I'm just I'm just going you're off. Just of, spitballing. I'm just going off the whispers that I've heard and uh. the tea leaves and everything. But like, it's not you know uh, 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 sunshine and roses. I think in that relationship. You know, like it's. Like, there's a reason why it took so long for that extension to, to happen. Um, you know, like, Keith was actually pretty uh, open about Sandine's conditioning, I think, uh, towards the end of last year, about how he didn't really enjoy that much. And I think, you know, just from what, again, just from what I heard, this could be, these are just rumblings, it's, it, you know, it, whatever. But, like, I think that there is maybe some tension in there. And I don't think that, you know, considering he's a former Sioux guy and everything like uh -huh. that, and Dubas is like first, first round prospect since he took over his GM and everything. So that's great. But like, I don't think that he as, he, I don't think that front office of the organization is as tied mm. to uh, Rasmus Sandin based on all that than I think maybe, um, than I think maybe the perception is, you know? Fair. And, and I think like, I'm a huge Rasmus Sandin fan. I think mm. he's fantastic. I don't think he's playing super great right now, but I do think that, you know, like the flashes we've seen of him, his decision making, he's remarkably physical for a younger guy, yeah. uh, for a smaller guy and a younger guy. Um, but he's a 22 year old, you know, like he's a 22 year old defenseman who's shown real good flashes at, mm -hmm. at the, the NHL level. He's a former first round pick. Like that seems that could be pretty attractive in a trade package. That's hey, all if, I'm saying. It, yeah, I mean, I would love, if I'm a seller, I would love to have Rasmus yeah. Sandy. I would take that deal for sure. That'd be great. All right, and then finally, we're going to the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, and the Kings are fascinating because... They have so many prospects. They have so many prospects. They have so many players. I know we've heard Gabe Velarde's name out there, which is pretty intriguing. Um, the player I would go for is Brant Clark. And I think his name's been out there a bit too. He was Back informed in he's not being traded, though. Uh, that's what that that's been the reports from many people um, uh, over the weekend because because uh, I believe it was Nick Kiprios who said I on on uh, Sunday morning so on uh, Super Bowl morning um, that basically like there could be like he's hearing that there could be a, a trade package for LA for Chick right centered around Brant Clark right and then later in the day uh, it was reported that the that that um, the Kings have informed Brant Clark that he will not be traded like, mm. he is not traded so. I was going to wonder about Alex Turcotte. Yeah, I'm, my only concern about Turcotte is his injury history. Okay. Having said that, if you are a, a seller and you're rebuilding, then the development time he lost doesn't really matter to you because, you know, you're looking at him as a, a future asset. Now, keep in mind, Alex Turcotte, you know, when he played on that crazy NTDP squad mm -hmm. with Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegers, yeah. 
Like, Turcotte was regarded closer to Hughes than Zegers was. Yes. And again, it's just his development curve has become a bit longer because of injuries. And, you know, I mean, the Kings, they have so many fun assets. Yeah. Um, you know, Samuel Fajimo is another player that, mm-hmm. you know, saw a couple of games early this year when he was playing for Ontario in the AHL. And uh, he's a slightly older prospect, but I mean, he's very intriguing as well, uh, just as a, a scorer and something that can produce for you. Uh, so if I can't have Brant Clark, um, I might go, if I'm giving, being kind of conservative, I might go Fajimo over Turcotte. Um, but having said that, I mean, Turcotte, you know, the tools he brought when he mm-hmm. was originally drafted were super tantalizing, starting and with the skating. And here's like, you know, this would be the one that landed the big fish. Like, what about Quentin Byfield? See, that one's like, if you're the Kings, I don't, like, I don't know if you're that good yeah. that you would want to get rid of Byfield mm-hmm. because he has still so much potential. And he is, you know, incrementally. He was going to be a project, obviously. Yeah, like. he's in that Joe Thornton mode where it's mm-hmm. like, you're not going to see the best of him when he's like 19 or 20. Yeah. You're going to see the best when he's... 2324. Yeah. So I, I if I'm the Kings that would be like, you know, off limits. But you think I mean, you can always ask. Yeah. But th- th- but then again you're like, okay, well we your your two top prospects, Brant Clark and, and uh, Quentin Byfield, they're yeah. off the off the table. So like what are we even yeah. doing here? But I would consider Byfield an NHLer at this point. Really? Like fully he's yeah. only 20. But okay. Yeah. All right. Just to, well, I mean he's on the roster right now and, you know. That's okay. That's true. And then I guess finally Edmonton. I, I said finally yeah. for LA, but Edmonton is uh, Exactly. Is a team in the NHL. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they, uh, we've said this many times, and I will say this once again. There should be, I don't think there should be anyone off limits for the Oilers. I think sure, you've, sure. you've come with David and Leon Dreisaitl, potentially, like, scoring at, like, historic paces for this era of mm. hockey. Um, and you, you don't have them on your team forever. True. And you don't have them in their primes forever. Um, and, and as well, you have guys like Nugent Hopkins and Hyman having career years around them. Like, yeah. it is, and you, yet you are on the playoff bubble. Mm-hmm. It is unacceptable if you potentially miss the playoffs here. It's unacceptable if you don't win a round this year. Um, and honestly, by like decisive fashion, too. Sure, like, you sure. need to, like, the expectations are high. I honestly don't think anything should be off the table for the Oilers. Yeah, and that's fair. And I think, you know, if you're looking at guys that are already on the roster, I'm sure people are looking at, you know, Evan Bouchard, Dylan mm-hmm. Holloway. Um, if I'm going to keep it strictly prospect, mm-hmm. I would ask for Xavier Burgo, yeah. uh, who, you know, tremendous goal scorer uh, when he was in junior, wish you win again. Now in the pros with Bakersfield, yeah. putting up some decent numbers. I think this is a kid that, you know, s- still has a lot of potential, but is already realizing some of it. And he- he's the kind of guy that if you're a seller, you want some, s- you want some skill, yes. you know, you want some pop. And uh, I, I think he's a player that I don't think the Oilers would want to lose him. But, again, if you're going for a Stanley Cup, which they, ult- they totally should they be. 100% based should be, yeah. What you say, I mean, you got McDavid and Dreisaitl in their primes. Um, you know, a package to get you what you need involving Borgo and maybe, you know, a pick or two, uh, I think would be. What about Philip Broberg? Do you consider him a prospect still or no? He's an NHLer, I'd, th- I'd say at this point, but like what? Yeah, I, I think so. I, that would be one where I'd really you really want to get something back for him. Yeah, it would have to be like a big time, like 
like Timo Meyer yes. level kind or, of thing. Or, you know, potentially Eric Carlson. Like Eric Carlson. Or Eric Carlson, sure. Yeah, and if they retain 50%, which means they're strapping themselves to $5.75 million for the next half decade, yeah. then you're going to have to give up a lot. So Yeah, and Broberg is so fascinating because he can do so many different things. Like We've mm-hmm. seen him be a shutdown guy. We've seen him put up points. He's obviously big and can skate. Um, yeah, that would have to be like big time. Yes, exactly. All right, well, very, very interesting stuff here. Um, all right, now, would you rather, we're going to play another game here. Yes. Because the trade deadline, this might, like, I know I say this every time, but, like, this legitimately is my favorite time of year. Right. I love in, inter, inter, intra-season movement is, is fantastic. Inter-season movement is fantastic. I love it. And the NBA just had the craziest deadline. Legitimately, Kevin Durant got traded at the NBA deadline. Yeah. That's like if Leon Draisaitl woke up tomorrow and said, I'm out. Yeah. Like, and then got traded. Yeah. Like, that's, that's. Now un- you play for Minnesota. Exactly. Now you play, it, it's absolutely insane. So, yeah. sorry, I'm just pulling up the Stadium Series time lapse here nice. uh, because we're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, very cool. But that, that's uh, obviously to a different point. Would you rather, in playing this game, trade for yeah. Ryan O'Reilly or Jonathan Taves? And keep in mind, there are a lot of factors here, right? Like, you Certainly. know, their age, injury histories, how much they've left in the tank, but also acquisition costs. Because I think it's mm-hmm. going to be completely different what these two guys fetch. Let's say you're you're uh, you know you're you are a, a buyer you're a contender yeah. you know you are going for the Stanley Cup this year it does not really matter what happens after mm-hmm. which one would you prefer? Uh, it's it's a tough one and I know I came up with the question but uh, I think I might go Ryan O'Reilly yeah uh, because he makes less money he's slightly younger uh, he has won a cup not as many as Taves mm-hmm. uh, but I feel that. He could be that difference maker, um, and he would and he would do so for less of a package. Now, well, I don't I don't know if that's actually fair because for less Taves, of a package. You think Ryan O'Reilly's gonna get less of a package than John? No, no, Taves? yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, I, that is the consideration is because of Taves' salary. Yeah, he you might get. I think have to give up less for Taves. You're definitely gonna give up yeah, less yeah. for Taves. So, yeah, it is, it is a tough one. I, I might still go O'Reilly. Uh, but I'm, I'm leaving the door open for you to go Taves. Well, they're going to ask for a first and prospect for O'Reilly. Yeah. yeah and like they sure. might get it. And like maybe not a blue chip prospect, but they're going to ask for like a first round pick, yeah. potentially this year, next year, and a prospect. Yeah. Taves, it'll be maybe like a second rounder and like a, you know, maybe a, a, an Anthony Beauvillier type roster mm-hmm. player or a prospect that's maybe on that B tier. Yeah. Like I don't think, based on Taves' injury history, like he, look, he's dealing with an autoimmune disease. And, which means he hasn't played in, in a little bit. Mm. Like, and, and so that's, it's very, there's a potential, and it's terrible that he's dealing with that. You know? and, and obviously we hope that it's okay. It robbed him of an entire season. Um, but like, we, there's a potential that on day one of the playoffs that could flare up, and you, you just, you, you, you've lost him. Yeah. You know? And that's, it, it's, it's a horrible thing, but in, in the realm of contending sports, like unfortunately you have to take those in consideration. Very true. Um, Ryan O'Reilly, on the other hand, look, he's not having the best year this year. He was injured for, for a lot of it, but... I mean, this is a like you know, this is a phenomenal at this point, like a, a luxury piece for your middle six. Like mm-hmm. he's a second line center any day of the week, and you know, f- like again, like a, a guy who's always in the Selkie conversation uh, when he's at the top of his game. I, I you know, he's the, he's the cap. Both these guys are captains, obviously. Yeah. So it's it's leadership. It's tough because I do think that adding Jonathan Taves to a roster for for like the for like a second rounder and a B prospect is just a such a win like that would be great but then you do risk the you but then you risk the injury stuff like you really do risk like the day of game 1 of the playoffs mm. 
you know, no, like totally uncontrollable to him, but his condition flares up and then you're missing Jonathan Taves, mm. you know, whereas Ryan O'Reilly, you know, I think there's, it's more, you know, like, I guess sort of like trustworthy in, in that sense, uh-huh. or maybe reliable. And I hate to say that because it's definitely not Jonathan Taves' fault, like right, obviously. Right. Um, I think if, if you twisted my arm, I'd have to go O'Reilly just because I think, you know, he's younger, he's, he's, he's still kind of in his prime, and, and I think he could be really rejuvenated, mm-hmm. but that's going to be a steep price to pay for him. It will. I will say the one rumor or proposal I heard that was so intriguing was Jonathan Taves to Winnipeg, because mm. obviously he's I love that. from yeah. there. That, like, injecting him into a Jets dressing room that is already, like, just super great vibes right now. Yeah. I think that would be amazing for the Jets. I think I think Rick Bonus is like genuinely aroused at the thought of get adding Don, uh, coaching a player like Jonathan Taves. Like think about the, the think about the type of hockey Rick Bonus yeah. likes to play. Yeah. Jonathan Taves is like is like that gets him going, I think. Yeah. That's that's in in honor of Valentine's Day. Um all right, and then finally I, but unbeknownst to me, until just this moment, the stadium series is this weekend. That's right, um, Washington, Carolina. Very, very cool. Unfortunately, Alexander Ovechkin will not be playing in that. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw that, but he will be. Uh, he's away from the team indefinitely. It says, uh, or they didn't say indefinitely, but we don't mm-hmm. know um, to deal with a family health matter. So obviously, we're sending all our best to, to Alex and the Ovechkin family. Um, but yeah, it's the Carolina Hurricanes and the uh, the Washington Capitals mm-hmm. apparently playing outdoors. That's right. I did, the, NC State's football stadium. Very cool. Yeah. It would have been great if the NHL marketed this at all. I they have, have not, been. I, I have not seen anything for it. Really? I get the emails all the time. Well, I don't get... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do, do, is every fan subscribed yeah. to the NHL media newsletter? I don't think but so. But I will... I, if I'm not mistaken, tickets sold for this super Oh, quick. great. Because it's a great local product, obviously. Yes. Like yeah. But, like, it would be great if they could advertise it so everyone knew to watch it on TV. Mm. Because I... Like we just we just heard that the NHL ratings are down twenty two percent. It's a big deal. Um, I like I love outdoor games. Yeah. I, I watch them even even if I just tune in for the start to watch the spectacle. Had no idea. I've completely and I wrote the news hit for this when it was announced. Completely forgot it was happening this week. Uh, to the point where I had to pull up an image of it right now. Yeah. It looks fine. It's raining in this picture. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, but look, it, it, I'm, it, it, it's yet another, you know, outdoor hockey rink. Looks yeah. very cool. Um, but here's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is sort of the, uh, the crux of this topic. They're going to have a marching band. Oh, there you go. We've they're never seen that it, before. So. They're going to do it college football style. That's really, I do like and that. And yeah. I love that concept. Uh, you know, when I was daydreaming the other day about uh, when I own an OHL franchise, mm, yeah. I was thinking, how would I get more fans in the stands? And I was like, pep band. Yeah. When you go to an NCAA college and NCAA hockey game, you get the pep bands oh, there. Yeah. They're doing the fight songs, and then you know they do covers of like pop songs and whatnot. It's it's super fun, and so I love the idea where you know they're NCAA territory, uh, and. They're going to have a, a marching band there. I think that's fantastic. Just a little extra something for the Carolina fans and the visiting Washington fans to occupy their time during this latest outdoor game. Very, very cool. Yes. All right. Well, I'm so happy I learned about it. My job is to cover the NHL. I didn't know. Um, all right, Ryan, uh, rapid fire is yours this week. I'm ready. My body is ready. My mind is ready. Nice. Let's do this. Rapid fire is go. First one's super rapid. What song do you have stuck in your head right now? Something from TikTok. Um, 
I have the Miley Cyrus song "Flowers" stuck in my head. Uh, yeah, like, sure. I can buy flowers. It's like it's a great sort of like revenge song. I don't like that I have it stuck in my head but because uh, you know. It, but every everyone likes to use it as the backdrop of their videos, and unfortunately, it is haunting me in my nightmares. Gotcha. Yeah, that's yep. the fun thing about getting songs stuck in your head. You don't get to choose what they are. No, exactly. Yeah. And then they just never leave. For me, it's yeah. Everglade by L7. Oh, cool. Grunge era. Band. I don't know how it got in there. I haven't listened to that song in a while, but it's a great song, so I'm not mad about the it. The opposite ends of the spectrum on that one. Exactly. Yeah. Next question. I feel like you're going to love this one. Okay, or hate do it. it. I don't know. Okay. DC or Marvel? Oh, boy. This is... I got to mm. get I gotta get comfortable here. See, this yeah. is... This it is, is rapid fire. Keep in mind. Oh, keep in mind. Okay. <laughs> so this is the, the question that will define my, uh, my perception online, I think. Um, mm. You know, look, I'm obviously a huge comic fan. Comics were my only friends growing up. Um, and so... I do think if you had to put, like, if you put a gun to my head, I'd say DC, just because of Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, DC was, because DC, DC had better cartoons when I was growing up. Gotcha. Like, DC had the Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. and then going through, whereas the, the way Marvel really dropped the ball on the animated stuff, like, mm. they didn't, like, the only thing that really was good for Marvel at that point was the, uh, was, was like, the, the X-Men Animated series and yes. Spider-Man animated series, and that was like li- that happened like before I was born. I was gonna say, yeah, uh, you missed that. So it was still like airing on like YTV and stuff right. in Canada, but but like it wasn't you know like right in the moment. Yeah. Um, so I would say because like look, I watched the first like 15 minutes of the Batman like three times a week just for vibes. Like right. it's it's and I think I'd have to go DC. The Flash trailer dropped during the Super Bowl, mm. and it has Ben Affleck Batman and Michael Keaton Batman in it. I'm extremely excited, mm. but like. It is real. It, it really is like choosing between like your favorite child. Like I like I I will, I I love both of them so much. Yeah. I, like I've said many times, the last time I I cried was um like the last time I actually shed tears was in the theater when the Avengers assembled in uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So it like they, they they both very much matter to me. But gun in my head, I'd say DC. Fair enough. I'm going Marvel all yeah. the way. I was a huge X Men fan. Growing up, and uh, you know, Wolverine, like yeah. Nightcrawler is my favorite. Uh, I feel even the like. I, I don't want to say all the bad guys are better because obviously the Joker is like. Okay, this amazing. is where this is where we disagree. You don't D- like the D- Joker? DC? No, no. DC has better villains. Better than Magneto? Uh, well, Come no, on, Mag- man. No, but like the the roster runs so much deeper. Name? Okay, ah. like literally after like, and keep in mind they made Thanos. Like Thanos was a was a big villain in one comic. Yeah. They made Thanos. A, a cultural event in the movies. They did. Uh, here's what I'll say though: is like the DC. I don't know. For all the DC villains I see, they're all just like he's a really evil guy. There's no like backstory. It's like he just hates stuff. Well, like, you're, and, inc- like, you're incorrect, Ryan. Steppenwolf, like. Well, no, that's not even. No one knows who Steppenwolf. That exactly. Was, that was that's jo- my There's a reason why they changed it to Darkseid. But like, even Darkseid, it's like, yeah, he's just a big bad guy from outer space. Like versus Magneto, who has like an incredible backstory. Mister Freeze, he's only doing this to save his wife. He doesn't actually care. Like his wife was stricken with a health condition; she had to yeah. be cryogenically frozen. And then he was betrayed by his phil- philanthropic uh, donor and was forced to live in a in a case closed clo- uh, case of ice where he can no longer feel emotion, so he can't even feel the love of his wife that he's mm-hmm. doing this for. You know, yeah. the Joker. He had one bad day, drove him crazy. Uh, uh, you know, like, they, there's so many, I think DC has better, just, like, I think better straight up villains, because after you go Magneto, yeah. and, like, uh, uh, after, after you go of Magneto, and, like, uh, uh, Thanos, really, and that, and, like, maybe Loki, but Loki was never, like, Loki's, A, not really a villain, he's an anti-hero, they have yeah. an entire DC, or they have an entire Disney Plus series for him, right. and on top of that, too, he was never a huge villain in the comics, yeah. they, they made him that, you took, like, after that, you can't name anyone. Ironmonger? No. Yellow Jacket? No. You, you go through any of these characters, 
No. You, Purple Man? Purple, Did oh, you see Jessica yes, Jones? Okay. But that's not even part of the MCU anymore, really. So I, don't, I don't care about it. It's part of the comics. So, like, but you look at DC, like, their, their villains are on such a high... Even Batman alone has, has you know... Is Quick question, because we're getting off the Yeah, sorry, here. sorry, sorry. How come Batman just doesn't tell Superman to kill the Joker? Because Batman can't, Batman's not going to kill. He like Batman's he, not going to kill. He, I mean, he has. Look, J- J- Zack Snyder wrongly made him kill in that movie. Mm. Um, but Batman, the the Batman's life was ruined when someone killed his parents. When he yes. watched that, when he watched his parents get gunned down, and so he decided to to never cross that line because if he did, he would never be able to come back. Fair enough. Anyways. I'm Team Marvel. Obviously, you're DC. Look, I love it's good, and I no, love okay. Marvel so much. Okay. It is like literally, they're like they're, they're like going to come to your house. They're like right, right, right there. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Okay, next question. Going back to hockey. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite hockey name? Which is to say, pro teams. You can go mm-hmm. NHL, AHL, ECHL. You can go lower than that if you want. Mm-hmm. But like favorite, like moniker, mascot, whatever you want to call it. What's oh. the best name in hockey right now in pro hockey? It's a really good one. I mean, I love the Firebirds. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think, like it's. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Like it, it differentiates it. It's not, you know, like. That's that's tough, man. Like, I really like. Um, I really like originality, obviously. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, dang, that's really tough, man. Like I. I mean, Coachell Valley Firebirds. That's Coachell good Valley one. Firebirds you is really good. Um, like I obviously love. I think the Golden Knights are such a great team name. Like I yeah. really, it's really grown on me, and I really do like it. Obviously, the Kraken are awesome. Kraken's good. Um, yeah, I really, I think, I think the Firebirds are great. I really like that. I like it when a name like sort of matches the the vibe of, like even for example, like the Calgary Wranglers. I love that name. Yes, that's a good one too. That that you know, like oh, you can go see the Wranglers. You know, that's like Calgary. Yes. Like I picture like a cowboy in my head when I see that, and I think yes. that's perfect. So yeah, I'm gonna go with those two. I think that's all right. Great. Cool. I, for me, it's a toss up between two ECHL teams. Uh, one, the Orlando Solar Bears. Oh, I, I love the Solar Bears. <clears throat> I love on. the pun. Yeah, yeah, and the new Savannah Ghost Pirates. Because yeah, you, you, as our managing editor Edward Fraser pointed out. It's not a pirate that became a ghost. It's a ghost that decided to be a pirate. Yeah. Now and here, that's incredible. For none of you, for you who have not traveled with Ryan a lot lately, you know, and keep in mind in the last like six or so months or seven months, I've traveled with Ryan on extended road trips on three separate occasions. Yeah. This man will not stop talking about the Savannah Ghost Pirates. He it's loves true. them. So Savannah, Savannah Ghost Pirates, like send this guy merch, man. He's your yeah. biggest fan. All summer long, I was just waiting for their jersey to drop. Seriously? Just so I could see it. Oh I man. I just kept going back to their website. I love it. Send yeah. them, send Ryan Kennedy some merch. He, he needs it. He is your biggest supporter. There you go. Okay, yeah. next related question. Okay. What's your favorite logo in pro sports or oh, pro hockey right now? Boy, logo. Mm-hmm. This is going to be so sacrilegious here. I love the Boston Bruins sp- spoked B. Fair. I think it is just so classic. I also love the Detroit Red Wings yep. uh, uh, spoked wing. I think they're just so classic. Mm-hmm. But like, there's just something about it. I also love, I love the, as, as they call it, the meth bear. Uh, uh, sure. For for Boston, I just think it's like the perfect retro vibe. Yeah. I like, I, like I said, I love when when mascots are just like funny little guys. Yeah. And that is the funniest little guy there is. So I love that. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, you will detect the theme on mine. Oh boy. Uh, my favorite logo is the Milwaukee Admirals. Yeah, they're great. Which is like another a ghost skeleton pirate. pirate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually have an old Milwaukee Admirals jersey when they had a different skull pirate, which was also very solid. What about the Norfolk Admirals? 
also good, but they don't have a skeleton pirate. I mean, aren't they the same? Didn't, didn't one just turn into the other? No, they were like at the same time. Oh, there wow. was two admirals. There were two was admirals. Because one, one was, was in the, the IHL. Yeah, yeah okay. That one was sense. in the IHL. One was in the AHL, and then that's like in the CFL like, when there were like six six teams, and there were like two Rough Riders. That's yeah. just shows Canadian creativity yeah. right there. All right. Um, Final question. Yes. <clears throat> what is the newest band or artist that you've gotten into? Newest band or artist uh, I've gotten. What's into? your latest discovery? Okay, um, this is gonna sound really cliche, and I'm not like, keep in mind, like I, I, in terms of music, I'm very nostalgia driven, like I like to listen to the stuff that formed me for happiness. Um, I, I do listen to, to music, like just at, like to, to elicit emotions. I don't listen to it like for, like for tactical reasons, like I listen to podcasts when I'm on the go and whatnot, but yeah. for music, like if I'm feeling happy uh, and, I'm, and I'm walking somewhere, I listen to happy songs, I'm feeling sad, I listen to sad songs. So, um, and you know, like a friend of mine introduced me to the 1975, oh, okay. and I got a little bit. And I'm starting to get a little bit into them. Like their their song "About You" mm-hmm. is fantastic. Love it. Um, but yeah, in terms of like artists that I'm really getting into, like I'm, I haven't really dipped my toe into a lot of uh, a lot of new ones yet. But yeah, I'd have to say 1975. But then again, I'm not by any means a super fan. I haven't listened to a ton right. of their catalog. But but that's okay. You're just getting into exactly. It. So that yeah. totally qualifies. Yeah. For me, because I am an old, yes. I don't have as much time as usual mm-hmm. to get into things. But I did over the holidays uh, buy a an album by a death metal band called Bear Mace. Yes, and uh, you told me about the, Bear Mace. Yeah, one of the first songs is called "Destroyed by Bears," which <laughs> I think is hilarious. They're from Chicago. They're very good. They actually remind me of a hardcore band called Phobia, uh, who I love. They should have used some Bear Mace. Should have. Yeah. That's right. So Bear Mace is. I, I was thinking about. It, I was like, man, I don't like discover much music anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bear Mace was a new discovery, <laughs> and I was very pleased by it. Okay. That's the end of rapid fire. Yeah, and that brings us on in, that note. On that note, that brings us into the, the podcast. Uh, this is a fun one. Hopefully, by the time next week, uh, we will be talking about Jacob Chicken trade. Potentially, that could be the thing. So, um, until then. Hopefully you guys enjoy your Valentine's Day. Don't let Jacob Chikrin watch uh, distract you from giving love to your uh, to your partners and significant um, loved ones or significant others. And on that note, Ryan. Uh, and also, if you'd like to listen to this podcast, any of the other podcasts on the on the Hockey News Network um, or any past episodes, uh, we have the archives at thehockeynews.com/podcast. Go go there and just listen for the entire day. It's great. Uh, Ryan, see you next week. See you next week.